Edify means to enlighten, encourage, and uplift individuals intellectually, morally, and spiritually. And that's exactly what our Edify podcast guests do as they share practical wisdom on living our faith in public. I'm Scott Landry. Thank you for joining us today. Thanks for joining us on today's Edify podcast. I'm Scott Landry here with Professor Josh Hochschild from Mount St. Mary's uh, University in Maryland. Uh, professor Hochschild is a professor of philosophy, and he just recorded an Edify episode entitled, Our Vaccine Mandates Ethical. Thanks for joining us on the podcast. Well, thanks for having me. So why did you study philosophy? It's big ideas. When did you first have that passion? And what's it like teaching philosophy to undergraduates and seminarians? Oh, um, that, that's a big question, but I love, I love talking about it. Um, I went to college and didn't know what I wanted to study, but I just was excited about all the different opportunities. And in my freshman year, um, it wasn't actually just a philosophy class, but it was classes in history and literature and um, in politics that really made me fall in love with the history of ideas. Um, and I knew that I wanted to continue studying the history of ideas, where ideas came from, how, how ideas were influenced by history. And um, in a sense, the easiest way to do that was to be a philosophy major. And then after I was a philosophy major, I thought, I want to keep trying to do this. And I, I was blessed enough to, to uh, have a chance to go to graduate school. And um, even then, I, I don't know that I had a, as a goal to be a professor. I just was taking advantage of the continued privilege of being able to study ideas. And one thing leads to another, and I find myself uh, with the gift of a, a position to teach students. What are your favorite subjects to teach? So at Mount St. Mary's, um, we have a traditional undergraduate college, and there's also a seminary there. And the seminary formation depends a lot on philosophy as well. So I teach both to undergraduate students and seminary students um, introductory philosophy classes. Um, there are core classes that the, the um, college students have to take. Um, and there's a series of courses that the seminary students have to take. I teach metaphysics, I teach ethics. I've also taught ancient and medieval philosophy. I've taught political theory um, and sometimes special topics, a course on Plato, a course on Dante, something like that. What can you share with Catholics across America about the type of men who are responding to at least now discern the priesthood? Oh, most most will become priests, not all, yeah. but tell us a little bit about that. Uh, the young men in formation right now are very, very inspiring. Mount St. Mary's is the biggest seminary in the country. I don't know if you knew that. Um, and the, the, the young men that I see coming in and, and sometimes uh, sort of mid uh, midlife uh, men who are discerning a, a vocation after a career, um, they they love the church. They are eager to learn. Um, they they uh, they feel a strong calling, and uh, I'm very very hopeful for the future of the church in America. So we've been living through a pandemic for a year and a half or so as yeah. we record this. Uh, there haven't been that many folks that have come out and just talked about the ethics of uh, the vaccine and the vaccine mandate. There's been a lot of people talking about political angles of it and ev everything like that. How did you get involved in talking about that to the point where we were able to find you to record this Edify episode or vaccine mandates ethical? Yeah, that's a great question too. And it's something that I didn't plan on finding myself talking about and, and in a sense kind of fell into it. But um, uh, students would ask me questions. 
Um, seminarians would ask me questions. I have friends who are priests and we would have conversations. Um, and then, you know, seeing um, how the sort of public policy debates were shaping up and I'm, I'm on Twitter and so seeing what people were saying on social media. Um, and, you know, some of what I do as a philosopher is not give answers, but, but f ask questions and more importantly, help people formulate which questions to ask. Um, and I initially started entering conversations, including on Twitter, um, by trying to clarify the different kinds of things that were being considered. So a lot of people had very, very strong opinions um, and they were asserting things, but uh, the things that they might be asserting or the things that they were expressing conviction about might have kind of run roughshod over some distinctions that could be made or different kinds of questions that could be asked depending on context. Um, and honestly, part of why I um, spent some time on, on Twitter discussing this and responding to other people um, was that I knew that colleges during the summer were developing um, vaccine mandate policies. And people were, people were very quickly lining up pro or con. And I very quickly realized um, there's no such one thing as a mandate. A mandate here might include all kinds of exemptions. A mandate here might not include any exemptions. The kinds of exemptions that are included, you know, might might um, include religious exemptions. Sometimes Catholics were allowed exemptions at some colleges, sometimes not. Um, even within the world of Catholic higher ed, it was a mess. Honestly, I started going on websites and, and looking at how all the different schools were presenting their policies. And, um, and so I just started talking about that on Twitter. And, and I knew from my conversations with students that they needed help understanding the, the choices that they, um, they were facing. And, um, and enough of them told me that they uh, felt encouraged by it that I kept going. There's been a lot of misunderstanding within the Catholic Church on what the church actually teaches about vaccines and vaccine mandates, and that's what your Edify video speaks about. Uh, you know, I don't know how many months ago the Vatican's teaching office, the Congregation for the Doctrine of Faith, came out with a statement that, at least in my reading, had two parts of it. Yeah. It said that vaccines are generally a good and virtuous act, yeah. an, an act, expression an of, so of solidarity and the common good. But then they said, um, but it's not required. It's not, it, you should be able to exercise your conscience and my following of the issue is people like one half of that statement, yeah. you know, studying philosophy, studying ideas, how they have gotten adopted by different cultures. What do you make of that, that even within our Catholic community, our Catholic family, that we seem to be divided on vaccines and mandates <sighs> um, especially? I think a lot of people feel pressure to pick teams and to take sides. Um, and... Um, you know, maybe that's rooted in in something noble in human nature that we want we want to be right. We want we want um, to to have the side of truth. We want to be loyal to our our team. Um, but sometimes we let something other than our faith set the terms of of whose team we're on, um, and and we allow journalistic or political categories to be imposed on the way the church thinks. The church the church doesn't think the way the world thinks. The church the church can think with the world and the, the church can learn from the world, but the church also is not restricted by the terms of the world. And so, yeah, I read the statement you mentioned and I didn't see any problem or contradiction and I can embrace both sides of it. And yeah, what you're describing is, is the kind of thing I noticed that some people, they only saw one part and they felt like they could ignore the other. And, um, you know, that's something that I hope that I was able to capture in our video. 
So you were sharing with me earlier that you wrote a book. Uh, tell us about the book. Yeah, so um, with a friend of mine, uh, Chris Bloom of the Augustan Institute, um, uh, I wrote a book called A Mind at Peace, Reclaiming an Ordered Soul in the Age of Distraction. And the idea for the book, which came from Chris, he, he invited me to be his co-author. The idea was to write a, a helpful, practical book, not an academic book, that would um, draw on the Catholic tradition and the classical ethical tradition to help people respond to the current challenges of um, thinking in the age of, of digital media. So the goal of the book is to help people achieve a kind of interior intellectual self-discipline. And but in it, writing that book, you and Dr. Bloom think that that's a possible thing. We we do, but it's rooted it's rooted in um, you know a, a reminder about uh, the importance of. Uh, getting one's life in order in all sorts of other areas, too. You can't just sort of follow a rule or say, these are the websites to trust, or uh, say, here's the policy that would uh, regulate disinformation or something like that. The, the, the problem that people all sense all, all over the world right now with digital media is ultimately a spiritual problem. And so we wanted to write a book of uh, spiritual self-help, if you will, that responds to the, the challenge of that. And was uh, part of the impetus for both of you that you see the impact of digital media, particularly on young people, um, as you're teaching Absolutely. probably 18 to 27-year-olds or something between the seminarians and the undergraduates? Yep. What's, uh, for the rest of us who might not have kids that age, um, how, how is digital media impacting even seminarians and impacting uh, college students at a, a great Catholic college like Mount St. Mary's? Well, I don't think this will be a surprise to anybody, but I, the, most, the thing that, that Chris and I both um, uh, thought hardest about and, and noticed was um, just the issue of how people discipline their attentions. The idea of, uh, you know, sometimes people talk about in terms of having a short attention span or not being able to um, sort of uh, put digital media aside and, give, and concentrate on something. Um, Chris and I both have families. We both have children. We've both been teaching for long enough to ha have started before the age of portable digital devices. And now, if you think about it today, a college freshman might have had an iPhone in sixth or seventh grade. That's To me, that's mind-blowingly crazy, but it's, it's true. And um, you know, parents have seen this. Teachers have seen this. Um, it's, it's harder for students. To, um, to do things that a previous generation found very, very basic, like read an essay and think about it. Um, they can do it, but it, the, the culture is pushing against that. It's not, it's not something that, that um, comes naturally. So if somebody's listening to our podcast now and says, that describes my granddaughter, <laughs> exactly. or that describes my child, would your book be something that would he, is it better for the parent to read and then offer advice, or is it better for the parent to buy and give to their child or grandchild? Um, I mean, I, th I think a teenager can get help from it. I think a college student can get help from it. It's been used actually on college campuses um, uh, in different programs, which has been really heartening. Um, uh, and I think that parents could get some um, help in terms of the, the challenges that their, their children face. So if somebody wanted to pick up a copy of the book or follow you on Twitter or learn more about your scholarship and the things you publish, where can they go? Yeah, on Twitter, I'm Josh Hochschild, um, 
And uh, the book, uh, again, I'll give the title, A Mind at Peace, Reclaiming an Ordered Soul in the Age of Distraction. It's published by Sophia Institute Press. Um, it, it's uh, on all the bookstores and the, the famous uh, bookstore websites that, that uh, people buy books from. Um, and you can ask for your local, your local bookstore to stock it if they don't already. Um, and yeah, uh, for people who are interested in um, the kinds of things that I uh, write and teach about, um, in addition to uh, scholarly publications, I also have um, some, several lectures online now that I've given uh, through the Thomistic Institute, the Dominican House of Studies in, in DC um, on various topics in, um, uh, in philosophy, including ethics uh, and, um, and natural law. So. He's Professor Josh Hochschild from Mount St. Mary's, Professor of Philosophy. Thanks, uh, Josh, for uh, joining us in this Edify effort so that together we can edify Catholics and then edify America. Uh, thank you, Scott, and thanks for your good work. We hope you enjoyed this Edify podcast episode. One great way for you to help us reach more people is to give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Thank you.